the way I see it, almost every question or comment that pops up in my Facebook community relates in some way or other to a lack of boundaries. How can so many people have the same problem? What are we all missing? Today, I'm going to talk about the missing ingredients to being able to have good boundaries and still be a good person. Hi there, I'm Tracy, and this is the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source of unconventional advice and inspiration for the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Is it really an art? You bet. Nobody pops out of the womb with an instinct for step parenting. It's something you practice and get better at, like anything else. And if you found this podcast, it means you're smart enough to look for someone who's been practicing the moves for a long time to stand in your corner and coach you through it. I'll share my wins, my missteps, and my analysis of what worked for my family over the last 14 years and why it could work for you too. If you like this stuff, don't forget to subscribe. And you can get more of me at EssentialStepMom.com. As I was figuring out how to talk about this, I realized that I could break all my points down into the good old five W's, like who, what, why, where, when. So the first one I'm going to talk about is who. And the who problem related to boundaries is that we don't know who our boundaries are really supposed to be with, at least in this step family dynamic. I think that's true because you don't really need boundaries with the ex. You as a stepmom don't really need to have boundaries with the ex. It should be obvious that no reasonable person would enter into a relationship with someone who would allow others to harm them, not ex-partners, not children or in-laws or their best friends or strangers in a bar. You're not wrong for finding it a little weird that your spouse stands by while someone else in his entourage hurts your feelings. Your partner needs to have his or her own boundaries with all of those people to protect something important, which is his or her relationship with you. And I'm going to say something else here. The problem is never your sensitive feelings because you can always protect your own feelings by changing who you hang out with or who you stay married to. So in the case of stepchildren, or in case of all children, really, boundaries are actually necessary to protect them. So when we're talking about who the boundaries are for, in some cases, the boundaries are for the children. Children need boundaries and limits in order to feel safe, in order to develop a sense of safety in the world. It's kind of like boundaries are kind of like a weighted blanket. You know, those, those things are becoming really popular now. They're mostly used for kids on the spectrum who very often have sensory processing issues. But Lots of people love weighted blankets. It feels safe to be held. And being held applies physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. We all crave, we all crave rules and boundaries. Um, I read a great quote 
from the author Richard Templar in his book that's called The Rules of Parenting. He says that children push boundaries not in order to try to move them, but to make sure that they haven't moved. I love that. To make sure that the boundaries haven't moved. So I'm talking to the dads here. You're not doing your children a favor by never saying no, or this is off limits, or I can't let you do that. They need to know where the walls are. Even if they spend all their time pushing against them, it's their job to push against them. And it's your job to not give in. I'm not saying that anyone should be rigid because it is possible to be too inflexible. But, you know, if you're with someone who has an overbearing approach to rules, you're probably not even listening to this right now. The second W is what. We're not clear about what our boundaries are actually protecting. Really, what what are you protecting? You need to know what it is. You need to be clear with yourself about how important it is to you. Is it your health? Is it your peace of mind? Your self-esteem? Your dignity? Your financial security? Your relationships? All of those things are worth protecting. But you need to know what the boundary is for. So just for example, when your partner's ex intrudes into your space, either by phoning too often or by trolling you on social media, that's a chance for you to protect your relationship, which will eventually be strained by her ongoing attempts to cast doubt on it in some way or to interfere with it. Or if your stepkids are allowed to go into your bedroom and look in all the closets, that could be a problem for your sense of security and for your personal dignity. And if this happens, do you need boundaries with the kids and the ex? Or do you need boundaries with your partner? The third W is where. We don't know exactly where the line is in drawing boundaries. Am I being unreasonable about this? If I give an inch, will they take a mile? Where's the bottom line for me? Where's the line in the sand? Where's the line they can't cross? This is where a lot of us have trouble. You know what you want as a boundary, but there are these little violations, like chipping away at your wall with a tiny chisel or a drip, drip, drip of water. And you kind of feel petty defending yourself against little drips of water, but you also know that the Grand Canyon was formed in that way. Is there some place you can stand between no way and, well, just this time? Sometimes we realize that we've been training other people to treat us badly because we've been accepting it so long. You know, when the, the more you accept a certain kind of behavior that you don't like, you're training the other person to, to do that again and again and again. They, they come to think that it's okay. Of course, where that line is depends a lot on the who and the what that we already talked about. You know, in terms of who, if you're dealing with a, someone like a true narcissist, you probably have to be really firm. And if you're dealing with your life partner, 
you probably need to be a little bit flexible sometimes because it's not nice to live with someone who who's too rigid or consistently inflexible about about you know boundary issues the fourth w is when when are you going to stand up for yourself when are you going to say this is not okay you probably know that's one of my favorite phrases this is not okay it has such purity it's just a statement it's just a pure statement it's not an accusation and it doesn't say anything bad about the other person and it doesn't involve a long explanation of why you deserve this boundary it's a very i'm going to say it's a very sovereign statement i've been learning lately about the jungian archetypes from psychology the the archetypes that live in our consciousness the sovereign is the one that makes a decree and a decree is more than a desire or a goal it's a declaration it's a statement an assertion it's a quality of being assertive and that's not the same thing as being aggressive i hope you can see the difference you need a certain amount of assertiveness in order to have a healthy level of self-esteem you know even kids learn this when they learn to say no that's what that's about we teach kids how to say no so that they can be protected from adults or other kids who would take advantage of them so it's good for everyone to know how to say no and how to make others respect our no and i'm also learning lately i really want to share this that no is the birthplace of everything that you want in life your dreams are birthed into life by saying no to everything that's not that thing i'm thinking about michelangelo the artist the sculptor who reportedly used to say about his sculptures that they were already there inside the marble they existed inside the the lump of stone and all he did was to get rid of the parts of the rock that didn't belong it's an interesting way of looking at it so when will it be time for you to create your masterpiece and just say no to all the parts that don't belong there the final w is why why don't you have this boundary already why is it a problem for you to say no to what doesn't belong in your masterpiece maybe the first reason is that you're worried about what someone else will have to say about that of course someone else is going to have a problem with your boundary that's why you need it if you didn't care what they would think you would already have a boundary because that's almost all you need so if you're a people pleaser by nature it's really hard to create good boundaries because it inevitably involves displeasing someone i'll tell you why i didn't have boundaries back in the day i didn't know i was allowed to own them i didn't know i had a right to have them that didn't depend on permission from someone else brene brown has a great story that's sort of about this so i want to share it she describes how 
she felt so bad one time coming home from a long business trip and just not having it in her to race home from the airport, change her clothes and dash right out the door so that she could cheer for her son at his swim team event. She apologized to him and she explained that she really wanted to be there, but she also just really needed some alone time to recharge her battery after two weeks of non-stop speaking engagements and, and she hoped that he would understand. A day or two later, her son was preparing a list of things that he wanted for his birthday because that's a thing they always do in their family. And the very first thing on his list was alone time. She was stunned. And she said, I never knew that you wanted alone time. And he said, I never knew I was allowed to ask for it. So what a great illustration that is. You have to know that you're allowed to ask for it, whatever it is, privacy, respect, quiet, order, balance. You're not just allowed to ask for it. You're allowed to decree it. If it's important to you, you get to make a boundary to defend it. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about your boundaries, because that would be them breaking a boundary already. Next week, I'm going to talk more about the nuts and bolts of making boundaries in your step family. Because if your sovereign archetype is the one that makes the decree, then it's your warrior that has to step up and make it happen. So what does this look like in real life? What are the tools that your warrior self will use to create decent boundaries? What are the exact words you have to use to get them? If you want a little head start on next week, I did a live stream video in both the Facebook groups this week about how to use something called a co-parenting app. Even though co-parenting might be the exact opposite of what you're doing with your ex or your partner's ex, it's a simple smartphone app that will effectively restrict Biomom to a single locked portal of entry into your home. And you can absolutely make her use it, even if she doesn't want to. If you're not part of my Facebook communities, that's The Spectacular Stepmom or One for the Dads, just reach out to me at info at essentialstepmom.com and I'll send you a link to watch. But if you're interested, jump on that fast because I'll be taking that video down at the end of the week to include it in a paid offering. So grab it while you can. Next week, I'll be back with five tools that will give your warrior everything it needs to start building the walls of your boundaries. Heck, you can start digging a moat with these tools. Don't miss next week's episode if you have the will, but you still need a way. Here we are, it's mid-July, and I promised I'd have some more coaching spots opening up now, and I do. The coaching that I offer is completely unlike counseling or therapy, I listen to you tell me about your step family dynamics and then I literally see inside your family over a series of six one-hour private one-to-one Zoom sessions. My gift is the ability to hit the nail on the head and I do that for every client. I answer your questions and I give actionable advice but here's a warning, I also challenge you 
to face the growing pains of becoming that person you never even knew you had inside you before you got involved with all this stepfamily drama. There's a special split pay offer for the first three people who sign up. I expect those to be gone by the end of the week, so if you've been sitting on the fence, now's the time. As they say, sitting on the fence just gives you a sore crotch. I also have an opportunity for one dad listening who wants to learn a brand new way of parenting in a post-divorce family that lets you win the trust and respect of your kids while raising them the way you want. If that's you, let's have a talk. My one-to-one program for dads is six months long and it includes preparing your fortress to protect you and your kids from conflict, from court, from custody issues, and even from loss of access. It also protects your finances and I probably don't have to emphasize what those numbers can look like. That's why it's a pretty serious investment to work with me because I can see where you're vulnerable and I can show you how to plug the leaks in your boat. I have just one spot available right now, and if it sounds like it might be just what you need, here's how to find out. Book a time to chat with me about it at bit.ly slash calltracy. That's bit.ly slash calltracy, all capital letters, and I'll put that link in the show notes for you too. See you next week for the real nuts and bolts, or maybe I should say the bricks and mortar of making boundaries. Thanks for listening. Do take a sec to give this show a rating or a review. That's how you found me, and it'll help others find it too. Bye for now.